Good morning, everyone. Today is the 344th day of the year, leaving only 21 days ahead of us in 2018. Today in 1901, the first Nobel Prizes were awarded in Stockholm, Sweden, in the fields of physics, chemistry, medicine, literature, and peace. From the beginning, the Nobel Prizes have been funded by an endowment created after the death of Alfred Nobel, the Swedish inventor of dynamite and other high explosives. In his will, Nobel directed that the bulk of his fast fortune be placed in a fund from which the interest would be, quote, annually distributed in the form of prizes to those who, during the preceding year, shall have conferred the greatest benefit on mankind, close quote. Today in 1948, the United Nations General Assembly, meeting in Paris, France, adopted the Universal Declaration on Human Rights, which had been nearly three years in the making. Today in 1958, the first domestic passenger jet-powered commercial aircraft flight took place in the United States when a National Airlines Boeing 707 flew 111 passengers from New York City to Miami. Today in 1965, at the Fillmore Auditorium in San Francisco, The Grateful Dead, featuring lead guitarist Jerry Garcia, played their first concert. Today in 1967, soul singer Otis Redding and members of the Barkeys Band died in a plane crash at Lake Mono, several miles from their Madison, Wisconsin destination. And today, seven years ago, the 2011 Nobel Peace Prize was awarded to three women. Ellen Johnson Sirleaf, the president of Liberia, Leima Gabawi, a Liberian peace activist, and Tawakol Karman, a Yemeni pro-democracy campaigner. The three women were awarded the prize for their nonviolent efforts to improve women's safety and women's rights to participate in the peacemaking process. This past week marked the passing of a former United States president, held at various levels of esteem, depending upon how broad a sampling of perspectives one was interested in. The woman at the reception desk of the retirement community where my mother resides summed up the current status of the recently departed POTUS. Quote, now everybody loves him, closed quote. Bush 41, as some newspaper headlines have been wont to refer to him lately, helped more than a few rusty eulogizers to the fore for more than a week now. In fact, the art of the panegyric lives on. The coincidence of Roman statesman, lawyer, scholar, orator, and writer Marcus Tullius Cicero having been killed 2,061 years ago this past weekend is worth noting. Cicero leaves us with many remarkable quotes, such as, A room without books is like a body without a soul. While there's life, there's hope. The life of the dead is placed in the memory of the living. Any man can make mistakes, but only an idiot persists in his error. And the shifts of fortune test the reliability of friends. As a stalwart Roman, Cicero, who many of us know in English as Cicero, struggled in vain to uphold principles of the Republic during its final civil wars. He was certainly aware of a figure who had preceded him by several hundred years, 
Pericles, the Athenian statesman who had been largely responsible for the development of Athenian democracy, in turn the Athenian Empire, and the construction of the Acropolis, which had begun in 447 BC. Pericles also became famous for his panegyric called Funeral Oration, delivered after the first battles of the Peloponnesian War. A panegyric is a public speech or published text in praise of someone or something. In the case of Pericles' funeral oration, written in 431 BC, the panegyric becomes the vehicle of an agenda, using the device of the epidictic, or speech of display, to balance recollecting and forgetting as a public remembrance. Somewhat short on accuracy, the funeral oration makes up for its scant historical details by supplanting that absence with praise. Hence the agenda, in sonorous tones, unfolds as a peon to democracy, nationalism, war, and identity. Although expressed somberly and soberly, the funeral oration is nonetheless a kind of macabre pep rally with Pericles as the cheerleader in his invisible hooded cape of death and holding his invincible sigh, invincible, invisible sigh. A little over two millennia later, President Abraham Lincoln would deliver his most famous panegyric, containing many of the same tropes as those used by Pericles, at a recently vacated battlefield in Gettysburg. Americans since 1862 have known that oration as the Gettysburg Address. Our contemporary exercises concerning President George Herbert Walker Bush, a second-generation summer person of Kennebec, Maine, have afforded us much this past week in recognizing the power of the panegyric spin. Those of us who lived concurrently with the events of the man's life, now, as Chichiro tells us, See the life of the dead as placed in the memory of the living. From Orono, Maine, happy Hanukkah, and here's to a great day.